This morning, a potentially devastating end to the search for Idaho siblings Tylee Ryan and J.J. Vallow. Family members telling ABC News that two sets of human remains were found on Chad Daybell's property Tuesday belong to his wife Lori Vallow's missing children. The family saying in a statement, we are filled with unfathomable sadness that these two bright stars were stolen from us and only hope that they died without pain or suffering. by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the central university. A study on why everybody welcome to episode 209 of the Art jacob do america podcast i'm your host in the place to be mr jacob p and standing right across from me is not the brown recluse of star trail but rather i the, am brown though yeah the, you are brown i should have asked you what nickname you want to go by but today we got the great Call powerful me viper <laughs> but sitting right across from me is the big brown viper himself mr jesus fuentes jesus say hello to the millions and millions of Art and Jacob Do America listeners. Do you want to go ahead and tell them about our sponsors today? Our sponsors. Make sure you guys check out Caveman Coffee. Use promo code AMERICA and you will get 15% off. I know that for a fact because I've done that several times myself. Nice. The Ethiopian raw bean is fucking outstanding. If you are like me, I use a French press every morning. I don't do drip anymore. I have my own grinder. I grind my beans every morning. I uh, have a instant pot, which pretty much boils my water in two minutes. And so I have uh, coffee in two minutes, and uh, it's amazing. So Caveman Coffee, promo code AMERICA, to get 15% off. That helps them, That helps you with the 15% off. Helps the podcast with another 15%. So it helps everyone. You guys get to use that, and then uh, obviously the uh, the cold brews are great. Yes, those They're natural great. cold brews will have you lit like a candlestick. They come in clutch when I'm a little too tired to make coffee. Just a little pump of nitro, and uh, I'm good to go. Yes. So with that said, guys, make sure you check out our other sponsor, guys. The great, the powerful, the flavorful. El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Guys, the kings of flavor since 1968. That is 50 plus years of flavor town. 5-0. That is almost the age to collect Social Security retirement benefits. So, 
with that said, if you cannot find El Yucateco on your local grocer's shelves, let's say, you know, El, Te- El Yucateco is just so damn delicious that everybody went out and bought it, like, you know, toilet paper and shit, like, during Corona times, right? Uh, just go to shopelyucateco.com, enter promo code DOAMERICA. America is one word. And uh, Jesus and myself, we will give you 10% off your entire purchase. Now, not only do they have hot sauce, uh, like this uh, red habanero sauce that I have in front of me right here, but they have an assortment of T-shirts, board shorts, um, blonde games. Games. They even have like a barbecue set that they put on their um, their profile recently. So Did they have a cornhole. Or was that someone else's site? Oh, they got cornhole. They have corn guys. Cornhole. Yeah, who don't like that? It's funny ass name, but a fun ass game as well. Heard that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so go to our Patreon if you want to hear another cornhole story uh, this Ooh. week. <laughs> <laughs> You'll definitely get your twenty five cents uh, worth yeah. of that Patreon episode if you will. So. Uh, with that said, guys, like I said, just go to shopelucycle.com, enter promo code DOAMERICA at checkout, and you'll get 10% off. But, guys, we are not here to talk about French press coffee or Ethiopian blend, uh, this beaner uh, grinding his own beans. Uh, relax, guys. I'm half beaner myself. Yeah. And it is Cinco de Mayo. I can pass. say this. I can say this shit, all right? He gets a pass. See how kind of brown this arm is right here? We do a little kind of like Arnold Flex on that. He ass. gets tanned. He doesn't get red. No. And that's, a, how, that's how you know he's Mexican. I'm a brown neck, all right? Let's get that straight, first and foremost. <laughs> but, guys, we're not here to talk about hot sauce. We're not t- here to talk about, you know, Hispanic racial epitaphs here. We're here to talk about what, Jesus? The story of Lori Vallow. Mm. And if anybody's wondering where Art Trejo is this week, Art is celebrating his 35th birthday, I want to say it is. 35th birthday in San Diego, uh, which stands for a whale's vagina. Whale's vagina. Um, um, having the time of his life there. And also this Sunday, if you're watching the, you know, the Facebook live, uh, it's Wednesday <laughs> recording. Obviously this uh, Sunday is mother's day. So be kind to your mothers, take the day off, treat her to a nice steak dinner, uh, you know, get some protein in that ass. And, um, yeah, so we're not recording on Sunday. So Jesus was gracious enough, uh, from the words, are hard podcast to come on and tell us this great story. Cause when you hit me up with this topic idea, I looked at the Wikipedia and I said, "Whoa, we got to cover this motherfucker." Yeah, yeah. So. It's a roller coaster. It's like, okay, so on the Words of Heart podcast, we covered a, a roller coaster story last week. Yes, and I kind of just wanted to keep it going, so I remembered this story I pitched to Jacob uh, <laughs> months ago, and he told me maybe. Uh, so uh, now that uh, I brought it back to his attention, he looked into it just for a split second. Yeah. And fell right into the same story that I fell into months ago. So if you guys haven't kept up, Lori Vallow um, fell into the news, fell into the mainstream media about a year ago. This the fake news. The fake news. <laughs> the lizard people. <laughs> folks, they're, they're trying to steal your children and drain them for their adrenochrome. Uh, folks, this is real. Hillary Clinton is out there. She's, she's, she's fucking, she's molesting. She's a demon. Her murder list is up in the hundreds. <laughs> Thousands, possibly, uh, because we cannot get Rainier uh, Trump reelected. Uh, so they out there raping men, raping women. Hide your children. They're coming for you. But, guys, make sure you go to Infowars.com and buy my supplements. 
do not blow your voice out. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Because I know it tears you up every time. It does. Know? It really does. I'm sorry. But as you were saying, man. All right. So uh, Lori Vallow came to mind my attention last year just because she was starting to get national media coverage. So I did a little deep dive back then. And uh, it's kind of fucked up shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. So um, just to give you guys a brief bracket background on her before we actually jump in. Her her background started in California. She grew up in Rialto, California, to a very Mormon family. Okay. And uh, that will pop out again. Yeah. She was married five times, guys. Not to quote Booker T, to quote her <laughs> five times. <laughs> Motherfucker, for somebody that says they hate fucking pro wrestling, you Dude, should that's drop- when it was good. Okay. That's when it was good, right? It was. It was better, I guess. You still, better. You still think it's good. Uh Currently in 2021, I do not find it to be good, but I'm still watching, hoping that it will rebound. But yes, five times, just like King Booker said, five. She got married five times, guys. So she was born in, I believe, 74. Mm-hmm. And uh, she got married for the first time at 18, fresh out of high school, to her high, high school sweetheart. That never ends well, yeah. unless your name's Bon Jovi. I don't get the reference. Is that a song? John Bon Jovi, he married his high school sweetheart, and he is currently like 85 years old, and they are still married with a healthy relationship. Really? Yeah. Open relationship? No. They it's made open. It th- Bullshit. He made it all through those dirty 80s. Bullshit. And they're still very much in love. Well. It's pretty much the uh, the true story of The Notebook. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> they're going to, John Bon Jovi, him and his wife are going to die together. So she has dementia, is what you're saying. <laughs> Probably, I just said they're 85 years old. If you ain't got dementia, I don't know, man. I haven't seen Bon Jovi in a couple years, but he still was looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he's a fucking dime piece. He's a male. I mean, no, I I remember the last time I saw him, he still looked like in his early 40s, late 30s. And that was like maybe 10 years ago. And he's probably. I mean, he's got he's got some good bone structure. He's got some good uh, high cheekbones or whatever. And those nice teeth. He cheated on his wife. (laughs) (laughs) If you a rock star, you. He cheated. But anyways, if, we if digress. He, if, I digress as well. If you were married in high, fresh out of high school to your high school sweetheart, that is never ending well. Well, no, I didn't. And within <laughs> a year, yeah. So she married at eighteen to a guy named Nelson Yanes, and he might be the smartest guy in this story mm-hmm. because he got away from her. She married again in '95 to an, a man named William Lagoya, mm. and that's where she actually had her first kid. And his kid, his guy's name was Colby, like the cheese. Yeah. 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 I was supposed to insert a cheese joke, there, but I can't <laughs> think of one right now. <laughs> so she had her first kid named Colby uh, with- Keep uh, it cheesy, baby. Her second husband, William Nagoya. They divorced. Um, she didn't remarry again. So that's two now, guys. Two and out. Strike three came with a man named Joseph Ryan. Mm. And this is where her her daughter comes into the picture. She had a child with Joseph Ryan named Tylee. Weird name. Even in the 90s, think of or early 2000s, Tylee. It's white people. White. Sounds about white. <laughs> uh, they divorce under allegations that uh, Joseph Ryan actually was abusive towards not only his daughter, Tylee, but his, his stepson. His, well, no, his... Uh, his her son, her okay. first son, Colby. So they end up divorcing. Um, during the divorce proceedings, her brother Alex Cox assaults Joseph Ryan with a taser, tases him in the heart, tries to fuck him up. 
Dude, that's fucked up. I mean, I mean, I mean, I know, like in the media, like you see, like all those, you know, you know, cops, you know, you know, fucking up, you know, African African Americans, right? And I mean, I bought my mom and I bought my girlfriend like a taser for Christmas, you know, just because you know them streets is wild right now, right? They're wild. They wild. They're out there, you know, Taylor Clinton's out there raping people and shit, right? Fucking so the lizards are fucking out there, um, eating your children. Um, so I was playing with it and like both of them in the backyard, like a fucking ninja, you know, warrior and shit. And that shit is fucking is scary. If you get fucking tased in the heart with that shit, like that could literally probably stop someone's fucking heart from beating. I've, uh, tased myself. It hurts, but it doesn't like, I don't think it would really stop you unless it was like right in the ventricle. If it hits you in the heart or the neck or like somewhere. First of all, why are you fucking tasing yourself? I'm testing it. You don't test things before you use them? Did I not just say that I was in the backyard with two tasers like a fucking ninja warrior right yeah, now? I just tased myself right here. It's just You got to see what it feels like. Well, how did you feel? Fuck, felt like getting stabbed. <laughs> Which is not a pleasant thing. It's, Take it from somebody who's been stabbed I've before. I've been stabbed. And shot. <laughs> you got me beat. You still got me beat in that. <laughs> you but, don't want to be beat that, that way, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, I get stabbed. It's back. like Satan's dick like sliding across your forearm. You don't want that shit. I bet it's so hot that you don't even register it. Well, you didn't register it, right? No, I just thought I hit a pole. Yeah. Or touched a pole in those hot summer days. But anyways. Anyway, so third husband, allegedly abusive. Um, They they investigated after all, um, and it was unsubstantiated. So nothing actually came of it other than her brother assaulting the dude. Didn't he go to jail for like 60 days or something? He did go to jail. He spent some time. Alex Cox... Spent some time in jail for assaulting Lori Vallow's third husband. So they divorced. Uh, she kept the kids, obviously, because the mom always keeps the kids, even though she probably shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, 2006, she marries Charles Vallow. Now, this is where the story starts to get heated up. She marries him. The, met, the wedding actually lasts a decent amount of time. They, mm-hmm. they were married for 14 years. They end up do- adopting... This is a very convoluted way to get to it. So they end up adopting Charles's second nephew. So his sister's son's son. Wow. That's who JJ is. Okay. So JJ is um, JJ is Charles's sister's grandson, but not his. You know, it's his yeah, great, yeah, great yeah, nephew, yeah. Right. She was taking care of the kid. She was taking care of JJ because he is a high needs kid. So she herself was taking care of JJ. And then it suggested that Charles and and Lori adopt the kid. Mm -hmm. And they did. And it was actually pretty, it went pretty smoothly. And I showed like, you even had like a, like a service dog and everything too. Like they were totally taking care of him. Oh, there was videos of them and they looked like a happy family. Yeah. Like, and, and Taylor, uh, Tylee was a really good sister it looked like from the videos yeah she was very affectionate and play and helpful and supportive she just seemed like a very happy kid which like when you think about it like with kids like I, and i'm not i wasn't able to to get into what his actual like condition was or whatever but like 
you know, kids like with autism or th- kids just like on the spectrum in general, they need like those type of atmospheres. You know, I mentioned like a service dog or whatever that can make like the world of difference to a child, you know, just like having like, you know, that if you listen to our Patreon, we were talking about one of the highlights of my entire 36 years of life was going to Carl's Jr. with my dog to get chicken stars from Carl's Jr. And um, I am going to cry so hard when he leaves me out of this earth, you know, hopefully 20 years from now. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, kids need like that supportive um, system, like a good uh, father figure, a good mother figure. You know, you mentioned that the sister was there. Like kids on the spectrum, they need that. You know, I mean, everybody needs that yeah. in general, but especially kids like in in those situations. Right. So I mean, at I gotta, this time period, he was getting it. I got to ask you, as a parent now, are you gonna have another? Ooh. <laughs> As a parent of a one-year-old, right now I want to pump. I want to. I know, uh, but eventually, yeah. Maybe like in two years, yeah. uh, eventually. I know. grew up in a huge family. I have four sisters and two brothers. I'm the middle of all of them. I have seven, fa- seven, yeah, seven. Yeah, two. that's a lot. Yeah, right. I feel bad. Anytime I talk to someone who's like an only child, I'm just like, man, like, who did you play with? <laughs> well, my mom had a daycare, <laughs> yeah, so no, like, no, I had a yeah. revolving door full of like brothers and sisters yeah. that would come. Plus, I had like my cousins. Which, you know, they, they were like brothers and sisters to me, yeah. or are like brothers and yeah. sisters, I should Sometimes say. Sometimes cousins are like your best friends. Yeah. For some yeah. people, like, cousins are best friends. Yeah, shout out to Keith, you know, friend of the show. Yeah, so. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that handsome devil or whatever. But, um, I mean, personally, it is. I don't know how your, you know, parents did it, like, with seven children, because that's got to be a lot of stress. Like Tooth and nail. I, I'm told that I have a really good baby. And I'm still like stressed at times. Like, so, I mean, when you say like, when do you want to have another? I'm like, oh boy, do I want to experience this, this first year and a half again? <laughs> Not for a little bit of time. So my homie Braden had, uh, twins mm. for some through. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Then there I'm tying the tubes at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So that's the only reason I asked is cause, uh, you brought up the, the fact that, you know what I mean? With this, with the special needs, well, with anyone, you know, I mean, it's great to have a sibling to help you out a little bit, or at least, you know, for them to grow up with somebody. Correct. Yeah. So this is again, like I said, this is where things get crazy. So they're married for several years, uh, right around year thirteen. Um, they start having problems. This is right around the time where Lori starts falling into or kind of obsessing over a writer mm-hmm. and his name is Chad Daybell. It would be a Chad. It's a Chad. It's always a Chad. <laughs> it's either a Chad or a Karen. So Chad is also Mormon and uh, he's a published writer. He, I think at the time when she starts listening to him or following him, he's got like five books deep. Yeah. And there's like a series called like standing in holy places. But let me preface guys. This isn't a, book book yeah it's like fucking 40 <laughs> pages each one of them like it's very it's like i've it's seen a big ass pamphlet i've seen menus bigger than this <laughs> in some of these books shout out to but, the cheesecake factory <laughs> exactly <laughs> so like these books they're kind of dumb like right off the bat i was just like what the fuck is this shit and as somebody that grew up like within the church like this is not uncommon like you'll have some some somebody with aspirations to do something bigger with their life and in the real world they wouldn't necessarily make it but within this like ecosystem of you know the church system where it's just like basically these 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 books 
are about like the end times. And right. anybody who's not religious that doesn't know what we're talking about, this is like when Jesus is supposed to come back. This is like when when the beast comes, when Hillary Clinton rises out of the middle of the earth, out of Middle Earth and whatnot. And, you know, Jesus has to be going. Basically, it's the end of the Lord of the Rings where Gandalf has to fight Saruman or whatever. Anyways, Jesus has to fight Satan or whatever. But um, a lot of religions, not just Mormonism, a lot of Christian religions or whatever, they believe that like we are currently living in the end times, which is like we're getting close to Armageddon. And that's what these books were about. We're basically about like Armageddon and that, you know, the chosen people that within, you know, the LDS, the, you know, Latter-day Saints, quote unquote, Mormons, they were the, the chose a few of these sects from the Mormon religion. So you have the Mormon religion, then you have like subsects of the Mormon religion. You also got to, before you even get there, you got to remember that I'm I'm a Christian. I was raised in the church. Yeah, we consider the Mormon a completely separate branch of Christianity. They pre- they preach themselves as Christians. Yeah, but to the Christians, no, they're not us. Yeah, and the, if you look at a Venn diagram, yeah, if like, you will, <laughs> a Venn diagram. I wish we had that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Once I get my MacBook Pro, <laughs> we'll do that. Jordan, let me borrow that shit. Um, Christianity will be right here, like on you know this. Well, Catholicism really is like stricter, or yeah. Judaism. Judaism is actually strictest, yeah. And then Catholicism, and then Christianity kind of loosens their belt, yeah. Uh, depending on which ones, because some of them still don't let you dance. Pentecostal, uh, pre- fucking, Baptist, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And then way down here, fucking five feet lower than everyone else, that's where the Mormons lie. Correct. And um, with Mormonism, um, shout out to Art, who couldn't be here today. He actually grew up in the you know Mormon church, and he has a lot of good things that he said about you know mm-hmm. growing up in, in the Mormon uh, religion, where it's just like you know family time was very much you know a big thing, like where you sat down and you you talked about your day, like that old like nineteen fifties Wandavision shit. Every time he talks about that, <clears throat> it reminds me of like. Toretto from Fast and the Furious, where he's just like <laughs> familiar. <laughs> like that's, family's everything. Family's everything until everything. John Cena shows up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, shout out to John Cena. Um, but yeah, within the Mormon religion, though there there are subsects though that believe like in polygamy. Um, oh, yeah. When my mom was a teenager, you know, the whole family moved up from L.A. from East L.A to salt lake city utah talk about a culture shock you know my mom grew up in the barrio and shit with all the si's and shit now she has to deal with all these like mormon chicks or whatever right so there's just like you know within christianity there's different branches of you know mormonism where like some it's like very just mainstream or whatever they don't drink caffeine and they just ride their bikes and spread the good uh good word of moroni or whatever right right but then you got some that are just straight up just crazy pants right and then that's not, I'm not trying to say that all Mormon people are crazy. Correct. At all. Uh, but they have sex within them, just like, you know, any Christianity. Just like, you know, the people, they're, they're, that movie Footloose. Yeah. There's still people that don't think you should dance. Correct. That's like not a joke. It's 2021 and people believe that it is a sin to dance. Oh, yeah. Dude, it was a sin to watch MTV when I was a child. (laughs) I mean, come on, man. I mean, you might have a point about, you know, MTV Grind or Beavis and Butthead or whatever, but, like, if a music video was on... Pants Off, Dance Off? No, what is that? You don't remember Pants Off, Dance Off? That sounds like a pornography. It was a show where, like, people, like, would pick songs and then start stripping. You don't remember Pants Off, Dance Off? That was on MTV? Yes. And that's why we weren't... That's why it's a sin to watch MTV. (laughs) I thought that was a Channel 99, you know, no, program. It was, on, it was on MTV. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. No, I don't remember that, but 
<laughs> That's why it's a sin to watch MTV, folks. It's all a sin, guys. <laughs> Everything's all, a sin. We're all sinners. I'm going straight to hell. Oh, man. But anyways, uh, Mormons. So, yeah. So, um, he was a Mormon, and he was a, he grew up pretty much Mormon. He he was a grave digger at one point in time yeah. in Utah. And they, I don't know why they made a big deal about that, but yeah, he was a great dealer, guys. That was one of his many jobs, but he also not ministered. a monster truck driver, yeah. <laughs> but. but he was also a minister and all that. He actually started his own sect eventually, and it yeah. was called the Church of the Firstborn. And he believed that God Himself sent him visions of the future, and his books were just stories of the future mm -hmm. he would change the names uh, according to him he would change the names but he would still be like i'm telling a story from the future so you guys should listen and some of his barn burners of the books <laughs> were called escape to zion rise of zion and his autobiography was called living on the edge of heaven yeah so you guys can t i mean but just by the titles I firm, I'm a firm believer. You can tell, you can judge a book by its cover. Correct. I'm a firm believer of that because if you're not creative enough to come up with a good cover, you're probably not the creative <laughs> of a writer. So that's, that was uh, Chad Daybell. So um, he, she felt so, she was so infatuated with his books and everything like that, that even at one point in time, her husband, Charles at the time thought she was having an affair with him mm -hmm. and she would, uh, Start off just kind of getting into it, and eventually she was like a she was like a CrossFitter. She couldn't shut up and and, and not tell you about it. Like Correct. you couldn't spend five minutes with her without her telling you about this and the fourteen hundred people that are going to survive the apocalypse and inherit the earth, and that that the chosen and everyone else is pretty much a zombie. This is what I mean. This is right out of the book. Yeah, this is right out of Chad Daybell. This is that that's what they believe. Um, which sounds like a corny movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to reference my childhood again, there are movies just like that. Yeah. The pan out just like that. Yeah. The 1400. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I didn't grow up. I, the church I grew up in, we didn't talk about the 1400. So <laughs> apparently we were excluded from the whole storyline. <laughs> Jonah and the whale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were yeah. more, more of that, more traditional, I guess. So she starts falling for this guy's like stories and, and really, it's kind of, I think it sounds like it, it builds animosity with her and Charles. Mm -hmm. So her friends even said that she was uh, saying that she was a chosen one and that she was starting to save up, store like medic, medicine and stuff like that to for, for the uh, apocalypse that's coming. Like a doomsday prepper. A doomsday prepper. But um, she they actually had a day. Did you, did you see the day that they had for the doomsday? No. I know it was like, there was like July of 2020. It was, it was July of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oops. Yeah, <laughs> we all Which it. obviously happened. Yeah, guys, yeah. we're, we're all living in the apocalypse. Yeah, we're so all you, ghosts right you, now. Jacob and I are of the four, uh, 144,000. <laughs> there you go. Uh, high five. Uh, we made it. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, things get sour, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Charles and her, and Lori. Um, so they end up uh, getting a divorce. He actually files for divorce himself. Mm -hmm. And she, he files for divorce mm -hmm. in the context that he is in fear of his life. Mm -hmm. he, he says that Lori has told him on multiple occasions that she's going to kill him. And that an angel is going to help her dispose of the body and all of this. So he files for divorce, uh, talks to a lawyer. Everything starts happening. And then they, for some reason, as men, 
they reconcile because yeah. you know, we're idiots. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're idiots. I've been there. We take I've them back. Yeah. Because we're idiots. There. Yeah. Yeah. So he took her back. It uh, didn't work out. They're separated. And so uh, reame- uh, reappears is uh, that Alex Cox guy, her mm-hmm. brother. So now he is supervising the exchange. Uh, you know, the, you know this happens if, if anyone out there is separated or divorced. Sometimes, you know, you got to have like a grandparent or uncle come in and, and be part of the exchange. Yeah, for the children. For the children, yeah. Yeah. So at this point in time, that's Alex Cox's position is he is there when they're exchanging kids, when JJ and Tylee are going to their dads or they're going to their moms. And so they're at Lori's house, which for some reason was empty. Did you see that? Yeah. It was empty. I don't know why it was empty. They, they never said why. And they're exchanging. And then according to Lori, uh, Charles left his phone out and Lori saw it and was asking about it. And Charles was like, just give me my phone back. I don't want you to see it. And then for some reason, according to Lori, he became enraged. And Tylee steps in with a bat and says, don't touch my mom, according to Lori again. And Charles being a very well-built man, because he was a very well-built man, snatches a bat out of her hand, says, again, is still enraged, and enter Alex Cox, and they end up tussling. Alex goes and gets a gun, comes back. Another argument ensues. Allegedly, at this point in time, Tylee and Lori leave the room. They go... They had JJ in the car ready to go to school. They just get in the car and go to school. So they didn't. While all this is just happening. While this all this happened, allegedly. We got to go to the third grade. This is how <laughs> important third grade. Okay. So uh, on their way out, they hear the gunshot. Allegedly, uh, Alex Cox warns Charles to stay away. And Charles keeps on charging at him with the gun or with <coughs> the bat. I'm sorry. And then he shoots him once in the chest. And that's it. Wrap. Wow. So, Al- so Alex Cox calls 911, and the 911 operator instructs him how to perform CPR. And you can hear him on the phone physically struggling, you know, like heavy breathing, sh- grunting, as he's allegedly providing CPR to a wounded Charles Vella. Cops get there. There's no blood whatsoever on Alex Cox. So this guy has a chest wound. Alex is supposed to be doing CPR, and he doesn't have any blood on his hands. Oh, my God. What an asshole. Yeah, so it's safe to assume that he didn't. He's faking it. He's faking it. Um, He's very calm, very mellow, talks to the cops about weather. Like, just just very nonchalant (sighs) about just shooting a man, even if it's self-defense. I mean, I've never had to shoot a man, but I've knocked out several men. And my hands shake like they tremble. The adrenaline. That's the adrenaline, adrenaline drop. Yeah. Dump. It's just like my hands are shaking. And this guy's just chill talking about the weather. That's cold blooded right there. That's literally. Cold-blooded. Literally and figuratively. And I know he, like when I was reading the story, like how he said, like it was in self defense. Like he comes to Adam with a bat. I didn't see what happened to uh, <laughs> Alex after this. Like if he got convicted or whatever. No, he walked. Oh wow! He walked. No but, charges. Wow. Where no, was this? This was in Idaho, Arizona. right? Oh, Arizona. Oh, okay. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> because if this was in California, uh, one of my business classes was business law, and um, one of my classes, you know, the the lo- it was a lawyer teaching the class, and you know, 
we'd have to learn all this business law bullshit and we'd get done with like 20 minutes and then, you know, we'd still have like an hour left of class. And so he would just go in and talk about cases. And he says, you know, hey, if you guys are ever out in public and you see somebody, you know, in trouble, let's say, you know, somebody's holding up with a knife, don't get your gun because you can be charged with murder and you can be put in jail for life for that. Even if you're acting within good faith, you know, the Good Samaritan Act won't protect you. You don't bring a, you know, a knife. You don't bring a gun to a knife fight, basically, right? Let's, yeah. let's backwards engineer that whole saying, like, don't bring a knife <laughs> to a gunfight or whatever, right? And he goes, no, you can only use equal force. You know, if, if you know somebody's threatening you with a knife, you can use a knife as well. And if, you know, they so happen to get got, then so be it. You were acting within, you know, good I mean, faith. fair fight. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the whole premise of that, whatever. So when I saw he shot the motherfucker in the chest because he was coming at him with a bat, I was like... <sighs> dog i don't know but when you said arizona like that's a whole other that's, can of worms yeah. that's the literally the wild wild west that's right where there. tombstones at yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly right dog holiday and shit right so i mean that's wild right there just to be, just within the context of like law that i know of it right. right right if albert pujols was coming at me with a fucking bat and i use a gun on him i'm going to jail even though albert pujols would probably knock my ass like 400 yards you know hit you into a different dimension <laughs> You knock me. Uh, You'd be in the spirit world. Hell yeah, I'd be fucking talking to Doctor Strange and shit. Man, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think like how it worked out. And so it turns out, right? So the, all this happens. Alex Cox walks. Lori Vallow corroborates his story as much as she can. Yeah. Nothing comes of it legally. But Charles Vallow had a life insurance policy of one million dollars. I saw this. And so Lori was under the assumption that it was under her name, uh-huh. which it was at one point in time. But when all that shit went down, when she was talking about killing him and this and that, and he got her committed, he fucking changed it. Instead of it going to Lori, it's actually going to his sister who originally in, was taking care of JJ. Cause she, he knew that she would take care of JJ when it was all said and done. Yeah. She would make, she would always take care of JJ. She would do the right thing. Yeah. So that's what happened. And so Lori thought, you know, I, I'm assuming they, they all, the whole thought process was like that. Let's just, you know, we'll kill him, we'll collect a million dollars, live happily ever after. Yeah. Didn't go down like that. So now Lori is pretty much asked out of alimony, asked out of a million dollars that she thought she had coming her way. Mm-hmm. Kind of homeless. So where did she go? Chad. Chad. Old, enter the Chad. <laughs> so she moves to, what was the name of this stupid town? I know it was in Idaho. It's in Idaho. I got every my fucking notes. It's a fucking stupid name. Um, doesn't matter though. It's it in Idaho. If, if it's not Boise, if it's not Boise, it's not. I just remember like the, the people talking about the town. It was very uh, Waco-ish. Rexburg. Rexburg. Yes. Rexburg, Idaho. That just it, sounds like a bad fucking 80s movie. And it's, um, it's very uh, Mormon. So, mm-hmm. so right off the bat, when they were interviewing like the people and stuff like that, I felt like a very cultish type of vibe of everyone. Very Waco, Texas kind of ish. Yeah. And so, uh, Chad was living there with his wife. Her name was Tammy Daybell. And he was kind of a big shit up there, you know? And well, she, basically, he's fucking, you know, David Koresh. Yeah, right? Not necessarily because he didn't start the whole thing. But yeah. yeah. But he had a following. You know, the, the Church of the Firstborn had people. People. He was convincing people to leave wherever they were leaving, wherever they're living, and moving up to fucking Rexburg, Idaho. Yeah. Which 
if you looked on a fucking map, you probably couldn't fucking find it. You'd miss it if you fucking went over right. it a couple but times. He's getting people moving up, up, up uprooting everything and moving to I- Rexburg, Idaho. Like, yeah, how? Doctors, lawyers, yeah. successful people, people with money, people <clears throat> who came from money. Yes, that's the key part too. People with money. People it wasn't with it was, money or came from money. Yeah. It wasn't people from fucking Compton, Watts, <laughs> or South Central. It wasn't fucking people yeah. from Southgate. It was yeah. fucking. It was successful people that you know. Let's just face it, brainwashed, and that's like a big thing. Like when you talk about like these small communities. Like mountain communities or whatever. Hell, fucking the Unabomber. Like he was like, like you know, hold up in Montana. You get a lot of these crazy cultish things like going on, like in these, in the, in the sticks of America. Chad on, uh, you know, Chad, my co-host from the Words of Our podcast. He actually has a story where he stumbled when he was a kid. He stumbled upon what I could best assess is a cult. He said they were devil worshippers, but the way he describes it to me, I'm like. Sounds like a cult, my man. Like, yeah, they were wearing like robes and everything. And he stumbled upon them when he was a kid, and he was with one of his buddies. And his buddy uh, was like a fucking like a D one prospect baseball player. So he picked up a rock and from as far as they were drilled one of them, and then they ran off. And the cops came back, and there was like, um, what is it, the star thing? Oh, the pentagram. Yeah, there's a pentagram, and then there was like chalices, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're de- like, he's like, they're devil worshippers. I was like, yeah, it also sounds like a cult. Like, yeah, they were. Ch- he's like, they're chanting and everything, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds cultish, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> but like you said, it's a mountain community. He grew up in Tehachapi, mm-hmm. so it's a mountain community. It's a small. That, I mean, it's okay to like not want to live around a lot of people, but it's a totally different thing to be like, I want to be secluded. Correct. I mean, I get it. In a way, like, I get that mentality. I, I fucking, I, 90% of my life, I hate fucking being around the general public. People are assholes. Like, people suck. Yeah. But at the same time, I do want to come out of my hole every once in a while and see some, like, some faces. You know, yeah. whether they be shitty faces, sometimes they're good faces or whatever, yeah. right? Like, I want to feel the energy or whatever. But to constantly just be secluded away from everything and you only get one stream of information. Like you said, you mentioned Waco. That, that there's red flags just popping up all over right yeah. there, and and that's crazy because, um, you know the Rexburg PD did uh, jump actually took over a lot of the investigation uh, later on, and they did a great job, and so that's actually kind of kudos to them because yeah, when you get those small communities, I mean that affects the police force too. Correct. I mean those same secluded people are also police officers, and they live <laughs> with them yeah. and go to church with them and shop at the same store their kids play on the same team mm-hmm. so uh it's actually kind of a surprise now that i think about it that the rexburg pd didn't let this slide that's good that mean because they could have right they they probably could have slid right into it they probably have some people in the force who are you know and here's the thing too i think the fbi was watching them for a while as well well they the rexburg pd actually notified the fbi oh okay 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 because once it once it became a, a missing person's case the fbi so they notify the fbi uh which later on just a huge part of the story so laura moves the kids her tylee and jj and apparently for some reason alex cox tags along her brother and they move up to rexburg to be closer to chad daybell at the time chad daybell is fucking married yeah he has a wife they live together. They have ki- They had kids together. 
And at this time, I think like they had been married since like 1990 or something yeah. like that. So like it's like they have adult kids. Yeah, her kid, their kids are adults. It, it's it's crazy. So Lori moves the whole family up to Rexburg to be closer to uh, Chad. This yeah. is in August 2019. August of 2019, because Chad dies July. Yeah, July of 2019. Chad, Chad dies. Um, she has no income. She has no 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 way to pay for the house. So she ups and takes the kids, and they move up to be closer to Chad to practice, you know, the religion of the Church of the Firstborn, whichever, whatever the. I mean, I never actually saw another name other than that. <laughs> yeah, you think they they pick a, a better name? I mean, he's a fucking writer. Mm. Well, couldn't you think of like a better nickname? Writer. Let's writer. Be, let's just say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they up and move. Um, while they, so they move up in August, uh, September comes around and JJ's grandparents, Charles's sister start getting less and less communication with their grandson. So they're trying to FaceTime them. They can't get them. Eventually they get, they start getting worried cause they haven't heard from the kid. So, uh, Charles's sister actually was his accountant as well. So she had access to a lot of his social media. So right around this time, she starts logging into some of his accounts to see if there's any info as to where these kids are at because they are losing contact. Lori is giving them the, the runaround. All this is happening. So eventually she logs into the Amazon account, the good old Amazon. Yeah. And under the Amazon she sees that Lori is still buying stuff under that account. Yep. Specifically, she buys a ring. A wedding ring. A wedding ring and has it mailed to an apartment or a duplex, I think, there in Rexburg. So she's like, okay, I know where to send cops. So right around early September, she contacts the Rexburg police and, and asks for a welfare check. So the uh, Rexburg uh, police um, do the the they do the uh, welfare check, but not until October. Actually, I apologize. Not October. When did they get married? Sorry, jumping ahead, guys. <laughs> While you're looking for that, let me let my dog in because I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. But my dog's going ape shit outside. So, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. So, wow. So they move into Rexburg in uh, in August. In September, the kids go missing. No one can, no one has seen them. And then in October, Chad Daybell's wife Tammy, forty nine years young, dies in her sleep, according to Chad. Police show up. He refuses or he declines the option of an autopsy. Says it's natural cause she died. She's 49 years old. That doesn't make sense to most people. She's also at the same time training for a marathon. So she is in cardiovascular great shape at 49 if she can run 26.2 miles. So that actually does go under the radar. Tammy dying. So maybe he did have a little bit of influence with the Rexburg PD mm-hmm. because she, her dying of quote unquote natural or in her sleep of natural causes at 49 when she's 
physically fit enough to run a marathon just doesn't make sense to most people. That, that, that threw me off as well, too. And then they, like, exhume the body. So, yeah. <laughs> that ends up happening, yeah. <clears throat> so they end up uh, exhuming her body, um, I think, in November is when they finally get around to that. Let me let me look. Oh, actually, I apologize. This, uh, December 11th. Yes. They uh, secretly, actually, exhume her body. Oh, wow. So the only people that were there were like officials that were part of the investigation and the grave dude and the, the guy that ran that, like, <laughs> yeah. that, ran, that ran the cemetery. He ends up uh, just being the only one there that's not officially there. And so, and he said, uh, in total, they only had her body out for about six hours. And so that was uh, December 11th, 2019. But we're skipping over a very important date. Tammy Beta, uh, Tammy Daybell dies. October 19th, 2019, right? November 15th. What's that? Two weeks? Three weeks? Mm, yeah. She, uh, Chad and Lori marry, get married in uh, Maui. No kids present. No family me- members present. And Lori is sporting that ring. The $35 Amazon Prime ring. $35 Amazon <laughs> Prime ring that she bought in September. Before Tammy Daybell died. So she's rocking a ring that she bought well before the, the guy she's marrying's wife dies. Like, it just, the timeline doesn't make sense. It almost seems like, like obviously, that they think that he probably did something to his wife. And, oh, yeah, and definitely. I'm suspecting he smothered her. That that or poisoned her somehow, like with something that it would have stopped her heart. Like, I mean, I'm not a poison expert or whatever, but I'm I'm assuming because I read that initially uh, when she died, he said he refused an autopsy, yeah. and that the coroner or whoever didn't like contest it or whatever because it didn't look suspicious at all. Suspicious I mean, at all. Forty nine marathon runner dies in her sleep is suspicious. pretty suspicious. I mean, yeah, Monday morning quarterback. Dude, yeah, I'm, not gonna, I'm not running a 26 mile. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not either. Uh, but fucking most people. Yeah. Can't run a marathon. No, I can fucking, I can't even run a mile right now. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, uh, fucking break it down. To 99% of people can't run a marathon. Yeah. So I read that and like that threw me off a little bit too. But, um, the whole fact too, that, that she was um, infatuated with this Chad fella um, struck me as well. So I went down a rabbit hole about that because I was like, what was going on? And I guess like when she first met Chad, uh, he told her like in a previous life, they had been married 14 times before. And I was just like, oh, okay, this motherfucker, just like any cult, there's always like some dude at the head of it. There's always out, out there to tell you like, you know, that he is closer to God than anybody else. And, oh, yeah, I got to fuck your wife. What is that movie with Tom Hanks and Halle Berry, Cloud Atlas? I never watched it. Have you watched it? No, I haven't seen that. I, it's something like that where they were, like, married over and over again in lifetimes. Yeah. So maybe this motherfucker watched Cloud Atlas and was like, <laughs> I'm going to score this pretty hot 40-year-old woman. Because let's not be mistaken. Lori Vallow is a smoke show. She fucking won, almost won Miss Texas or Mrs. Texas. Hold on. Because the only picture I saw was Dude, like the Wikipedia. Dude, look her up in Mrs. Texas in like the 90s. And she was probably, what, in her late 20s. Two kids already. And she was smoking. 
Okay, Miss Texas. Lori Vallow, Miss Texas. Mrs. MRS, already married. Okay, let's see. And sometimes Art, he be having like different uh, like opinions on women. Let's see. I'm pretty consistent, I think. Let me see. But uh, while I would say, okay, okay. I'm looking you at. You seen her in the bikini? Yeah, the, the, the turquoise one here. Yeah. Uh, okay, for, um, I would say she's like an LA4, but maybe like a West Texas 8. eight. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. What about a Bakersfield? She's like a six. We Bakersfield twelve. Twelve. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. You no, know I, I rewind that. Bakersfield does have a lot of Dude, very attractive it's women. It's just because we're in California, like yeah, byproduct. Bakersfield probably if she's a if she's a if she's a L.A. What did I say? Four. She's Bakersfield five. Because there's a, Bakersfield has a lot of hot yeah, chicks. That's that true. That's yeah, true. I'm not. That's one. That's one thing I will say about Bakersfield. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's just a state thing. It's just California has correct. Just I mean, like David Lee Roth, we got the sunshine. Okay. <laughs> We just growing better out here. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, uh, she they get married November fifth, two thousand nineteen, right? Maui. None of her family even know about it. Her sisters, her mom, her friends. No one even know that they're getting married out in Maui. Meanwhile, JJ's grandparents are are filing welfare checks with the Rexford PD. When they get back from Maui, they get interviewed by Rexford PD. Now these guys are not fucking around. They're taking this shit serious. They're like, okay, what the hell? Where are your kids at? They asked Chad for his wife's phone number. Like, just, you know, hey, hey so um, what's your wife's number? Like, you know, so we can call her to cooperate your story. He says he doesn't even know it or have it. Like, just pretend, like, automatically defensive. Yeah. Right? They asked Alex, where are the kids? But he says, oh, they're with his grandparents. And they're like, well, that's kind of impossible, dude, because his grandparents are the ones that requested Sent the welfare check. Yeah. Then they ask Lori where her kids are. She says they're with a friend, gives the name of the friend. They leave. As soon as they leave, she calls the friend and, and tells says, them to lie to the hey, cops. tell the cops that JJ's with you. And when the cops call her, she panics and says, no, he's not with me. Like, she just, she just tells the truth. Yeah. She was going to lie for her. Doing the, the real Lord's work yeah. right there. <laughs> she was going to lie for her, her friend, but just, like, panicked and told the truth. So the cops knew that they were all pretty much lying. Um, they end up moving, or they end up leaving the next day, Chad and Lori. So as soon as the cops and the detectives, you know, ask them all the questions, the next day, or actually that day, they're seen on surveillance video putting all the kids' stuff in a storage bin. And then the next day, they leave for Maui. Oh, wow. And they don't come back until they're made to come back. So on December 11th, that's when the police exhumed Tammy Daybell, uh, Daybell's body. On December 20th, 2019, uh, Rexburg PD have a press uh, release and they pretty much say that the two kids are listed as missing. Like they're not like you know no longer investigating. They're officially listed as missing. Missing persons. Yeah. Missing persons. Um, within five days, uh, or no, no, I'm sorry. So at that point in time, you know, obviously Lori and Chad are wanted people. Like not necessarily wanted, but they're interested. People of interest. That's what it's called. Yeah. People of interest in the investigation for the missing children. Um, eventually, they're tracked down all the way in Hawaii. So they have not came back to Idaho at all. They're avoiding Rexburg PD. They're avoiding all these requests. 
they get arrested January 25th, 2020 in Hawaii. And they're served with warrants. And the warrants state that they must produce the children to authorities within five days. They tell them, go fuck yourselves. They do not. <laughs> they do not even report to Idaho. So now they get extradited back to Idaho. Lori is arrested, like arrested, arrested, in jail, no bail until you tell us what the fuck's going on. Right. All this shit's happening. Chad ends up going back to Idaho. People start like this is getting big. National news is picking it up. CNN, ABC, National, all this. Everyone's picking it up. So now the paparazzi and the news people, they're flocking to Rexburg. And they're bugging Chad. And they're fucking, whenever Lori's. So the heat is on, basically. Yeah, the heat is on. And they're just like, they're asking him all the time. He's at the gas station. They're like, Chad, where are your kids? Are your kids safe? Chad, Chad. And he's just ignoring them. He had, One of the uh, ABC correspondents actually gets him to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And says, look, man. I'm just trying to uh, give you the opportunity to clear up anything and say anything you want. And you got to think too, like if I, like again, if my kid, you know what I'm saying? Like if he went missing, if I couldn't account for him, I'm going crazy. The new, I fucking Lori uh, Valosavala or whatever from the fucking 23 eyewitness news or whatever. She's not going to have to come up to me and ask me about my kids because I'm going to be the one asking, you know, for help from the media to find my kids or whatever. I'm going to be on the grandparents are doing. The grandparents, the grandparents who, Inherit, who got that money? Mm-hmm. They're putting up G's for information to find these kids. They're like, they're like, we'll we, we'll offer. We got a twenty thousand dollar reward for anyone who could tell us where the whereabouts of JJ and Tylee. And meanwhile, the parents are just. I mean, technically, I think the parents could cash that in, couldn't they? Mm, not if fucking. Well, the brother could. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, right. So like, if they were a part of it, just be like, oh yeah, just tell us where that. And they'd oh showcase. fucking goddamn. Twenty k. Shit, man. I think about it all the time when I see like uh, the FBI most wanted or the uh, marshals always posting. I'm like, man, if that was my cousin, I probably. Die. <laughs> and, and I know he did it. I'm like, dime his ass out. Twenty k. Like, <laughs> we ain't that close. <laughs> I mean, he gotta get caught either way, right? Yeah, <laughs> I might as well profit. You put, you know how much strife you put this family through. <sighs> Like, bro, like, come on, man. I'll put five on your commissary. You'll be set for the three or four years you're going to get off of it, whatever. You know what? Not to get too far off topic. Um, when I Google searched, you know, Lori Vallis or whatever, I'm looking at her right here, and she kind of looks like Chelsea Handler now. I mean, <laughs> Chelsea Handler's a good-looking woman. She's all right. <laughs> I mean, she's no, uh, what's that, Nikki, Blaz- Nikki Glazer? Oh, yeah. I love me some Nikki Glazer. Eliza Sheslinger. Who? Eliza Sheslinger. I can't pronounce her last name. Uh, She's even better than Nikki Glazer. But anyways, I digress. You do digress. <laughs> so we all digress. I regress. Um, so they, uh, all, all this is going down. They end up actually arresting Lori. Chad's out. They haven't put any charges on him yet. All right. This is, um, a lot of people were asking, like, why are they out so long? You know what I mean? Why They were missing as of September. What the fuck's going on? Like, why weren't they arrested? Well, the whole time, Rexburg and FBI, they were mounting their case. They were getting this shit, get it. Yeah. They were doing work. And so it turns out that Rexburg uh, PD uh, pretty much, you know, referred everything to the FBI. The FBI has a special unit for tracking your cell phone, like specifically where it's at. And I'm trying to remember what it's called. It was something an analysis. 
And what they do is they pretty much can track your cell phone, even if you're not on it. If it's in your pocket, they can track it within 20 feet of wherever you're at. Yeah, it's kind of like that, like in Batman, um, on yeah. the Dark Knight. Lucius, when Lucius, yeah, when he gives you like that thing where he can find it, you know, like, and he goes, "This is dangerous technology," and they have to destroy it after they use it, or whatever. It is kind of like that um, because there are people within my agency that have to use something very similar to that, and it's been in practice for a while now. So it's like around like two thousand or September eleventh, basically, you know, like the Patriot Act and stuff like that. And in in some ways, it's a very useful tool, as, as you noted, like here with this case. And in some cases, you know, in the wrong hands, it can it can fuck up a lot of people's lives. Yeah. I mean, if it fucks up those people's lives, they're probably doing the wrong thing anyways. <laughs> I mean, that's the game, right? Like, you, you try to get away, and if you can't, I mean, you get caught, and that's their job. That's yeah. the game. Yep. I don't feel bad for anyone that gets caught breaking the law. I mean... They chose to break the law. I break the law sometimes. I'm not fucking speed. And that's the job, <laughs> right? Like, that's the game. Yeah. I speed. You're supposed to catch me in yeah. the act. But if you can't catch me in the act, then that's I get you. away with speeding 50% of the time. All right. So through that analysis, what they found out is they actually tracked the brother's phone, Alex Cox. Right? And Alex's phone was only in Lori's apartment twice or twice between the hours of midnight and 6 p.m. ever right so they could track his phone he's wait off. wait two times or like that these are just the, the the only two times they've ever tracked his phone in her apartment between the hours of tw- 12 a.m. and 6 a.m. there are two da- specific dates oh okay so it has yeah, two dates exactly two okay. spe- only two times that he's ever been there it wasn't like a consistent thing. Yeah, like he was just there to to. He would just show up at three in the morning after a phone call or two in the morning after a phone call. Which is suspect. As Sus. Fuck. Sus as fuck, right? Yeah. So based upon that information, the last time anyone saw Tylee alive was September 8th, 19 or 2019. On September 9th, 2019, the very, that same night in the middle of the night, Alex's phone she pinged in Lori's apartment at three in the morning and then did not ping again until nine 30 in the morning in Chad's backyard, not oh, in his house. Wow. Cause they've only showed, they only showed in Chad's house four times ever that Alex's was, was on his property four times, twice in the house and twice in the backyard. So on September 9th, nine 30 in the morning, Alex's phone pings in Chad's backyard. Then he leaves, and within minutes, Chad texts Tammy, who's still alive at this point in time, and lets her know that um, there was a squirrel in the backyard, and he had to kill it, and then he had to bury it, and he also had to burn some other stuff while he was there. Right? Just so you know, that all just sounds like code word. Yeah, no, he. I don't, I don't think Tammy was in on it. I think he was just literally trying to cover his tracks. If she later on asked, like, "Hey, why, why did you dig something up in the backyard?" Or, oh, okay. Why did? Why is there? Oh, I thought ash? he was talking to Lori. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Tammy. He, he, Tammy. He's texting his wife, who's still alive at the time, mm-hmm. before she dies within a, a month. Um, he's texting her, kind of just kind of covering his tracks, like, "Hey." Uh, I killed a raccoon last night and I had to bury him and uh, he had a pretty decent sized property. So he's like, I buried him in the pet cemetery 
So it's like kind of probably like a corner lot. Which his, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't. If I killed a raccoon, I'm not fucking burying it. <laughs> you gonna put it in the green trash can or what? <laughs> chucking them. Let the coyotes have them. <laughs> That's nature, right? Yeah. Raccoon, you're true. If a raccoon dies. It's organic meat, yeah. yes. <laughs> scavenger is going to eat them. Yeah. California so, condor. It's a, it's an endangered species. Yeah. It needs some carrying. Come on, baby. Yeah. I didn't even think about the, the birds. Yeah, the birds would eat them. <laughs> so I would definitely not bury a raccoon. I'm not going to dig a hole. No. It's like 15 minutes of my day. I mean, unless you're like trying to make up some calories on your Apple Watch. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Why would you? I, would, I mean, I would. If I hit a dog, don't get me wrong. Oh. And I don't find better bury that. I'm burying that dog. I'm yeah. getting a little wood cross and everything. Like, hell yeah. Little two twigs. Saying a little prayer and shit. shit. Sana, sana, it's going to be like the end of X Men or of uh, <laughs> Logan. Of Logan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Everyone's going to cry. Yeah. But no, I'm not burying a raccoon. No, that's crazy. It's like burying a, <laughs> a I, pigeon. I wouldn't bury a pigeon either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd bury a cat or a dog. Yeah. There's levels to this shit, guys. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that wasn't the, again, that wasn't the only time they pinged his phone. So, uh, that was again, September 9th, 2019 on September 22nd, 2019, Lori was having people at her apartment and those people said they saw JJ there and he was kind of acting up. So she, so they all, apparently they spent the night. I don't know what kind of guests these are. But they spent the night, and when they woke up, J.J. wasn't there. And they were like, where's J.J.? And she said, oh, Alex picked him up in the middle of the night because, you know, he was having a tantrum. And that same morning, Alex's phone was pinged in the backyard of Chad of Chad and Tammy's house. Wow. So the only two times. He's he killing another fucking raccoon or what? Was it an opossum this time? Yeah, a opossum. I hate that fucking word. <laughs> I hate it. Like, what, are we supposed to pronounce the O, or are we just supposed to pronounce possum? I just think it's a redneck thing. Are we like, just supposed oh, to oh. ignore it? Yeah, yeah it's an opossum. All right. So, um, they, you know, like I said, the FBI, Rexford PD, they took their time arresting these uh, assholes. Best way I can describe them. And so months went by. You know, after all this happened, and Lori getting arrested for not producing the kids, months went by. And on June 9th of 2020, um, they executed a search warrant of Chad's property. And specifically, they targeted the two areas where they saw Alex Cox's phone ping for those hours, really. It was hours that he, his phone was there. So they uh, searched the property. And believe it or not, um, Chad was there. He was chilling in his car as they searched the property, as they excavated and they treated it a lot like a archaeological thing where they just kind of took layers at a time. And uh, the first spot they looked at, they found within about a foot of topsoil, they found three large stones. And below those three large stones, they found very thin wooden planks. And below those planks, they found a small human's body wrapped in a black trash bag and duct tape oh my god and in that body they found a little um what they can you know the, the detective said as soon as they lift that top layer of of um thin wood he could smell oh the my decomp. god and so once they open it up they see the hair they see hair there's still hair on this decomp uh, decomposing body 
and it's sure enough, it looks very similar to little JJ's hair. Yeah, he had like a nice little comb over kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, he had a beautiful little head of hair. Yeah, I was. I'm looking at his picture right now, and like, yeah, it's like a like a like a, like and a he comb nice, over. Yeah, he had a nice little sandy blonde comb over. It was beautiful. Yeah, he had a beautiful little hair. Nice little. He airy. was a beautiful little boy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's the first thing. That's the first place they looked, and the very next place they looked, they looked somewhere else, and that's where the um, the little burner was, the little station where they burned things at was. And the detective said that they lifted that up. And as soon as they lifted that up, they found a partial human skull. Oh, my God. And that was pretty much all they found in that area. Well, not much. It was it was burnt. And But it was like a jaw. It was a section of a jaw. Like the mandible or something? Yeah, the lower mandible. And they were able to do <clears throat> uh, dental records. And they confirmed that that was Tylee. Oh, my God. So he burned Tylee. He killed first, conceivably. Or theoretically. Yes, it- yeah, she went missing first. Yeah. She went missing on uh, the 9th of September. So, and that's when he, when Chad texts Tammy about the burning thing. So that uh, conceivably he probably burned uh, little Tylee. And then later on in September, he buried uh, JJ there. It just seems so ruthless too, because it's just like you're, like we were talking about like with, you know, raccoons and dogs and cats or whatever. Like you said, there's levels to this shit, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, <clears throat> these are still human beings. These are children. children. They're children. They're, children. They're better than humans. They're she children. Seven, she was 17. She, she was still a child. She was innocent, right? Yeah. Like both of them, very innocent, especially the, uh, the little boy, JJ. Yeah. And you're just going to give him a burial like that. Like I, it just seems so heartless. And for what? You know what I'm saying? Like that. that's the why. You My know? biggest thing is like if you didn't want him, there was places he can go. Yeah. There's, There's the gra- grandparents the grandparents that wanted him. would have took JJ. I'm sure there's several family members. Um, Tylee's aunt, because uh, Tylee's dad actually passed away of a heart attack in 2018. Yeah. So um, her aunt was a very big advocate when they were searching for them and their the missing people report. Um, Tylee's aunt was a huge advocate for her. And then again, the grandparents, obviously for JJ, were just, um, they, they were the ones that kicked up all the storm or kicked up all the dust over this entire thing. Um, and the whole time, uh, Lori was uh, talking uh, during this time when, when they went missing, you know, in September, she was talking to one of her friends and her friend specifically said that Lori thought that JJ was replaced by a zombie. Yeah. I saw this part. Yeah. Yeah. So that, Lori, that- Lori was so consumed with this thought of the four, the 144,000, that she was chosen, that Chad was ch- obviously chosen, but her children and, and were Alex not. was chosen, but her two kids weren't chosen, and that that they were replaced by zombies, and that essentially everyone's a zombie that's not chosen. She was so consumed with this fiction, because you know July July twenty twenty passed, nothing happened, Lori. It's fucking fiction, obviously. And yeah, she was so consumed with this fiction, this nonsense, that she didn't believe her son was her son or daughter was her daughter. And, uh, and that Alex was so consumed. Her brother was so consumed in this nonsense that he would take a child's life, two child, his own, his own flesh and blood, his niece, his niece and nephew would take their lives. It's just completely, that's the, the, the worst part of this entire story. It's not proven. This is all alleged guys. I'm sorry. I got to say alleged, but we could all, 
assume that this is how it went. Well, down. I mean, cell phone Batman technology uh, and shit proves otherwise, but well, I mean. Yeah, like one of the reporters said that they, we can prove Alex's phone was there, but we can't actually prove it was Alex. Yeah, and that's what I meant, too, yeah. when I said it can fuck up a lot of people's lives. If somebody really wanted to fuck with somebody, they could just steal their cell phone. You know, I mean, and there's a lot of, I mean, I'm a person, I keep my cell phone on me no matter what. It's yeah. like my fucking, you know, my fucking balls. You know, I take yeah. it everywhere with me. But there's some people, like my girlfriend, she just leaves her cell phone just laying any, anywhere. She's left her cell phone at her mom's house for days or whatever, right? So just imagine, you know, somebody picks up that cell phone and it goes buries a body there somewhere, you know? So, I mean, I can see that point of it. But given the history that you laid out with, you know, him you know, fucking uh, Being tas- like, tasing t- t- the yeah. first husband, seeing shooting, himself as a, shooting the, the, the third or <laughs> five, four, fourth, fifth, husband, says, uh, whatever husband, count, or whatever. Yeah. Get the count from Sesame Street in here to keep track of the count on that, the fucking marriage list or whatever, right? Uh, but shoots, you know, cold blood, shoots the other husband or whatever. We can only just assume, you know, put two and two together and say, right. like, hey, uh, you fucking probably, you know, killed these two children too. If you have no qualm with, you know, uh, killing, you know, your sister's husband or whatever. I don't see any qualm. The adopted child that, you know, is on the spectrum or whatever. And then, you know, the the older sister that showed so much love for that him. That was just a great sister, too. Like, you could tell in the videos, like, it doesn't take much to be able to tell that she was an amazing sister to them. Yeah, I'm boy. looking at a picture right now, and it's just like there's a picture of both of them together, and it's just like, wow. Like, yeah. you know, you could tell that the love is there. So that's, that's heartbreaking to look at that. Like, knowing the story and then seeing the photos or whatever, it's just like, God damn. And then you see these other photos with her, with this dude with, like, a fucking triple chin or whatever that writes this fucking religious fiction or whatever. And it's infuriating because it's just like... <sighs> these are the same people that get brainwashed into storming the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That you can, the same people that will murder their children will do the same bullshit as this. And, you know, all politics... And see no, and see no flaw in it. They yeah. see no flaws. Yeah. And it's just like, that's fucking crazy that these people exist out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's heartbreaking. You know what I'm saying? I, oh my! Here's God. the thing that's gonna make you even more mad. Their vote matters as much as your my vote. <laughs> <laughs> like think about it. Like this is fucking the world we live in. Correct. That yeah. This guy can. This guy could probably run for governor. Yeah. And people would vote for him. Yeah. It's the cult of personality. It's the cult. It's not about what you say. It's how you say it. We, me and Art always talk about this too. It's just like it's confidence. If you can say something with confidence. People will follow you. You know what I'm saying? It's not about what you say. It's how you say it. I gotta go pee. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to wrap this one up? Let's wrap this up. Like yeah. Birthday present. There you go. So um, they did. They do. Um, currently, they're in the. the they're, there's charges against them for obviously, you know, inve- uh, uh, you know, not cooperating with the investigation, uh, uh, destroying evidence, stuff like that. There is. Uh, I think there's murder charges on him. On him, on him for the wife, mm-hmm. because of the uh, the natural cause of death, whatever. Correct, and I believe like the last like because um, there's an actually like running timeline uh, that you can look up on Wikipedia where it says like um, this year, um, January eleventh, twenty twenty one, Chad Daybell's trial was scheduled to begin. You know, for all those charges you were talking about, uh, January twenty fifth through the 29th. Uh, Lori Vallow's trial was for the, I guess she just got a bunch of misdemeanor charges, uh, was scheduled to begin. And then, um, what they ended up doing is in March of 20, March 22nd, 2021. So basically like about a month ago, right? Um, there was a scheduled date for Vallow and Daybell. So their cases have been merged and their team has moved to dismiss all charges, but they are seek, you know, prosecution is seeking, uh, capital, you know, murder charges and whatnot. So, 
which I hope sticks. Here's the sad thing is the piece of shit Alex Cox died in 2019 of a pulmonary embolism. Yeah. So what they're probably going to do is pin it all on him. Yep. And that they were just, you know, yeah. <sighs> Child endangerment, probably. Uh, unfortunately, guys, this one doesn't have a happy ending. This one is a shit storm, a shit show. And um, it's an it, it's, it's very this- compelling. It's, it's crazy that, that this can happen in our day in life. And it's just kind of just, it's something that uh, I, I found interesting, but at the same time, it also at the end of the day, it's going to make me really, really sad. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the moral of this story, I guess, is like, check on your family. <laughs> uh, if yeah. she's been married three times, don't marry her. Yeah. There, that's that red flag right uh, there. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe don't go up to the room with her at the Padre. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is a shout out to our Patreon. So, um, speaking of Patreon, guys, uh, make sure you do check out our Patreon at Art and Jacob Do Patreon.com slash Art Jacob Do America. Uh, $1 will get you uh, four free four episodes a month, which, you know, ends up being like 25 cents an episode. And as Jesus can attest, each one of those Patreons are fire as fuck. There's sometimes they're even better than the regular episode. The one that we just did, Jesus and I, was fire as fuck, too. So you'll get your 25 cents this week. I guarantee it, just like the men's warehouse. That's but right. Jesus, once again, thank you for coming on and you know presenting us with this great story. Um, you know, filling in, you know, the shoes for the brown recluse here. We got the big brown viper in the house, guys. Um, just a round of applause. Flex those titties. Uh, but go ahead and tell them where they can find you and your podcast, sir. All right. You guys can find me on my, all my social medias are J-F-U-E-N-T-3-3. That's Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all of that. Only fans. Uh, <laughs> you getting then, the dick out? Uh, and then Paige Van Sant just, uh, did you see that? Did you, did you hear Paige Van Sant? Yeah. She actually showed them. We're, we're going to walk to your car after okay. this. <laughs> so, um, and then the social media for our podcast is words, the letter R hard podcast. And that's on Facebook, Instagram. I don't have any other social medias yet. Uh, you can follow us on any podcast platform. Words, the letter R hard podcast. Uh, you'll see a fellow falling off a skateboard, and that's pretty much Chad. <laughs> yeah, and um, as I can attest, uh, recently you guys—it seems like you guys are finding your footing now in the podcast game. Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned at the beginning of this episode, uh, you get the the um, Patty Hearst episode, <sighs> which I thought was a really good the episode. Kidnapping of Patty Hearst, which you're you're gonna have to come back on and tell that story uh, with Art and I. So such a roller coaster. Like, yeah. I could, uh, like, and it's an, an emotional roller coaster because. Like you feel bad for her, but some other times you're just like fuck that mad bitch. at her. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like ugh. yeah. It's a I still don't fuck. know how I feel about that one because some days I'll wake up and think about it or or hear like you know you'll bring it up and I'll right now I think like I feel bad for her, but when I recorded that episode. I did not feel bad for her. No, yeah. I was very much at, mad I, at her. And those are the best stories is when you leave conflicted or whatever. But um, well, that let's again, let's try to wrap this up because you are sweating profusely because you have to piss so hard. Mm-hmm. So guys, make sure you follow us on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter. You're at Art and Jacob Do A1. That is how a steak is done. A1, get at your boy so I can uh, finish those five streams of income. Um, also, too, uh, make sure... Uh, you go to the T Public where we have all of our designs up. Uh, we have a brand new design that I just put up this morning, uh, designed by the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch. Superhuman. Um, yes. She's a fucking superhuman. And she also designed some shit for you guys too, for yeah, Words she, Are Hard. She designed some stickers that 
I'm having a hard time to print them, but they're fucking outstanding. They're probably going to be our permanent stickers Hell because yeah. I can't see a design more fitting. Yeah, so she is great. She is powerful. She is the best graphic designer in all the land. Uh, so make sure you support, you know, independent artists at sucreapparel.com. Buy all of her merch like Jesus is wearing right here, like I have on my coffee cup right here. Uh, support her. Uh, make sure also too uh, you check out our YouTube page where you can see us in HD uh, every single week. I put in a lot of hours with those uh, videos, and hopefully soon, you know, Apple fucking step your game up and you release those MacBook Pros, those new ones, so I can get on there and save some time uh, <laughs> putting those videos together. Uh, but check us out on the YouTube. Um, also, too, guys, we are official members of the Podbelly Network. So if you like our little podcast, uh, go ahead and go to podbelly.com and check out some other great podcasts like the world-famous Sofa King podcast, uh, where they I, they probably covered this topic already. I don't know. They're like The Simpsons. They covered everything. Pig they, out <laughs> on Podbelly. Yeah, that's what that is. Poop. Um, you get it? The pig out on Podbelly? Yeah, put those, uh, those, word, those letters out and it spells poop. Uh, also, too, <laughs> check out my homeboy Eddie's podcast, the RRBG podcast. Check out Nerds on Topic. Uh, check out uh, Hillbilly Horror Stories. If you want to hear some scary stories but told by some uh, some hillbillies, uh, check out that podcast. It's, it's pretty crazy. So uh, with that said, Jesus, do you got anything else? Shout out Elizabeth Jackson, Elizabeth Warren. There you go. <laughs> really filling in for our right yeah, there. Uh, got to fill in for uh, I don't know what else. Your boo-boo and your, what is it? How's it? <laughs> Shout out your boo-boo and. Tell your mama and your boo-boo too. Uh, definitely your mama because. Mother's Day on Sunday. Yeah, so shout out all you moms out there, except for Lori Vallow. Fuck that bitch. So with that said, everybody, have a good night. Mm-hmm.